Hello, and welcome to the PixiePearls.com podcast, episode 18, Baby, Baby, Baby. That's right, you heard it correctly. This is Pixie Pearls, back after a long hiatus. So, in 2007, I did a podcast, and I explained that I had had my baby. Well, more time has passed, and I've been taking care of a newborn, and now she is 10 months old, almost a year old, and... I have no more excuses left not to be podcasting because she's not a newborn and she goes to bed at night in her crib and I have several hours in the evening to myself. So tonight I thought I'm going to get out my microphone and I am going to podcast. So I'm going to spend the majority of this podcast catching you up on what has been going on in my knitting life for the last six months or so. And then after that, I have one blog highlight because I wasn't very prepared for tonight's show and I do not have a list of blogs to show you except one really funny one that I found earlier today that I thought was very clever and you would like to see, but I will save that for later. So first off, let's catch you up on a little bit of my personal life. I am on leave from work for a year, which I realize is a very nice thing that not very many companies these days offer. But I work for a very large corporate company and I was able to take one year leave and my previous employer, the manager that I had in that group, told me that they would wait for me and that I could come back and have my old position, which was very nice of them. Because if they had decided not to take me back, then the company would have hired me back, but I would not have been guaranteed that particular position. So I'm very happy about that. So I'm going to be going back to work in September. I'm going to have the same location, the same commute, and I already found a daycare really close to work. And then I will have more yarn spending money. Um, You know, the economy is kind of bad and we live in a smaller home. So I was able to take the year off, but I think it will be nice to have two incomes again, to be able to spend some money on some vacations and some savings for baby. Oh yes. Okay. So let's talk about the baby. Um, her name is Sydney Elizabeth and she is just a little doll baby and I love her. And, um, if you're not baby crazy, I will not go on too long about her, but she does play very heavily a role in my knitting life right now. When I was pregnant, I did knit a few baby items near the end and I finished them and I was very proud. So those of you who have been listening to my podcast for a while, and I have no idea how many of you are still actually subscribed and will be very shocked when a Pixie Pearls podcast downloads in your iTunes player, or if um, a lot of you have unsubscribed, I'm going to blog about it to let you know that I've recorded a new show. But for those of you who did listen to my podcast, you know that I've always had trouble finishing things. (laughs) I have a lot of UFO sweaters in my closet. (laughs) You don't want to know how many. Probably half a dozen, maybe more. (laughs) I have not counted because I think I would be scared if I did count. So anyway, after I had the baby, she used to sleep a lot. And um, I would feed her and then she would fall asleep on my lap and I would have time to knit. And um, I, I finished a sweater for myself. And then I started knitting in the evenings once I got my evenings back. And I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like a knitting machine. I have gotten so much knitting done actually understand the concept of project monogamy 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 (laughs) for once in my life I start a project and I finish it and then I start something else and I don't start too many things until I finish the first one this is new for me I am usually uh, I don't know how to 
like I get a thrill from starting a new project. There was some sort of, I don't know, something that I got from picking out the yarn and starting a new swatch and starting to cast on something exciting, something fun, the unknown, the possibility of it turning out as beautiful as you imagine in your mind. And then you knit and you knit and you knit and maybe it's boring stockinette or maybe it's an awful lace stitch that you hate and maybe there's no shaping so it's really boring or it's looking really huge or you just have doubt. You doubt that it's going to look the way that it should be and you put it in a corner and you start something else so you get the thrill of the chase all over again what it may look like one day and you know that's fun and I quite did that for a while and it seemed to give me a lot of happiness and then I don't know I took my break from knitting I came back I started knitting some things and I was inspired one day I walked into a yarn shop here in Atlanta well it's north of Atlanta it's incoming it's called Knots of Yarn and I love the owner she's so nice every time I go in there I talk to her for a while but anyway they had this um Fortisma Calori called Fortisma Calori Stars and Stripes Sock Yarn and they had a 4th of July sock knit out of it and this was back in I don't know April or May and um, I looked at it and I thought boy that's really fun sock yarn but I don't think I would be into wearing socks in July because it's really hot especially in Georgia it's really hot so yeah no sock so I looked at it and I thought to myself wouldn't that make a really cute little t-shirt tank top for the baby, for BG? Wouldn't it? Oh, by the way, I call her BG, which is short for baby girl. And I know her name is Sydney, but I call her BG on the blog. So I think I'm just going to stick to referring her as BG on here so you guys know who I'm talking about. So I thought to myself, that would make a really cute top for BG. And I don't know. I just had some sort of whim of inspiration. I have wanted to design my own knits for a really long time. I'm very particular about how I like things to look and style and color and all that. And it was pure inspiration. I went home, I cast on, I did a little bit of math before that, of course, kind of figured it out, had some inspiration from some different patterns, found a silhouette I liked, look at some of the baby clothes that I had in her drawers and measured those. And I usually measure Old Navy and Gap. For some reason, Baby Gap and Old Navy are the they, they're cut the same, of course, because they're made by the same manufacturer, but those are the ones I kind of use as my guide to, like, figure out, like, width and armhole depth and, like, um, the hole for the head, you know, if it has buttons, how much larger you need to make it to fit a baby's head. So, yeah, inspiration struck. I cast on. I knit it. I finished it. It fit her. <laughs> it was too big, but it looked proper. I measured everything out, and it matched clothing that I had in that size. That it should have been because I knit it in a um, 12 month size because uh, I figured it would fit her in July and it was awesome it fit and it was my own pattern and I designed it and I love that it was in this you know festive looking 4th of July stuff because all the little stores like you know for all the holidays they always sell all the cute little stuff like St. Patrick's Day and 4th of July and I love you know, I'm I'm a sucker. I like that stuff. I like to buy it for her. And it's cute. And it's fun for taking pictures. That's really why I do it is I just like to have I'm a photograph nut. I love taking photographs. My father is a photographer and anything I can do to have some cute memories, uh, you know, I'll go for. 
So I thought it's knit in this thin sock yarn and, you know, the misconception that it's wool and it's going to be hot. It's not hot. Wool breeds. And think about it. Sheep have all that fur on in the summer and they're out in the sun and they're okay. And my Shetland sheepdog has all that fur on in the summer and he's okay. And they actually say you shouldn't shave dogs because the hair insulates them. I've heard that before that you don't, you know, a lot of people like to shave their dogs in the summer. But sometimes the, the hair can protect them. And so, you know, I've, I've had people say to me, oh, it's wool. Is she hot? Is she hot? Well, it's very thin and light wool. It's not as though it's like a bulky yarn and it's super thick. If I, if I could knit a top myself out of that yarn, I would wear it in the summer. I don't think I'd have any problem with it whatsoever. And sweating in it wouldn't be any worse than sweating in cotton. You know, you sweat, you sweat, it still gets on whatever you have. And so I got a tech editor and I wrote up a pattern and I used my art degree to make a really cool PDF. And next thing you know, I am a knitwear designer. <laughs> so that's really exciting and really fun and something that sort of pop happened in the last couple months. And I'm really enjoying it. And I, I'm just so surprised at how much better of a knitter I am lately with particularly the Project Monogamy and then, you know, sticking to one project, not skipping around and having 10 going on. And then with the pattern writing, I just, I don't know. It's like something seems so hard and then one day you do it and it's just not as hard as you thought it was. And it's like a really hard knitting pattern. Like, okay, the hedgehog, I don't know if you're familiar with the Huggable Hedgehog, which is a really cool felted fuzzy toy hedgehog. The first time I ever knit that, oh my gosh, I got like through to the short rows and I remember putting it down and it sat in a pile in the corner forever. I just thought that is so hard. Then I picked it up a couple months afterwards and I knit it and it was fine. It was no big deal. And there are so many times that I will put down a pattern because it seems so hard at the moment. And then later on, I'll pick it up, read the directions a couple times, go for it. And it wasn't hard. I don't know if it is a mental thing or if it's emotional or I was just feeling very lazy at the moment and didn't want to deal with that or stressed and didn't want to deal with that. You know, I, I suppose knitting patterns can be very stressful actually at times, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, losing a stitch or having to tink back eight rows. I mean, that can really add some stress to your life. So in turn, it's just, I think, really neat how my knitting has changed so much over the years. And if you stick with something, like now I'm, I've been going on knitting like I think five years. And when you stick with something, it really truly makes a difference. I don't, I mean, it's like the old saying, practice makes perfect or with time comes wisdom. Any hobby I've ever done, you know, if I've really stuck with it longer, it takes, it has these points that you hit where you just suddenly feel so much better and more experienced. And I'll meet people who I'll, I'll be sitting with and I might be knitting and they'll go, oh, wow, you know, you know how to do da-da-da-da-da. And I'm sitting there thinking, but I didn't six months ago or I didn't a month ago or two years ago when I had as much experience as you did, I was just like you. So if you are a new knitter and you sometimes feel discouraged, just realize that you may not realize it, but a year from now, you could be designing knits. Even though you wouldn't think you ever would, it might just happen one day. Just like lightning striking is like inspiration. It just sort of happens. And I think that's a natural flow to things. I like that. And 
even though there is that naturalness to it and there is that inspiration, at the same time, it's it's something that at times I work very hard at, like anything, like if I want to learn a new stitch, sometimes it can be, it's, it's hard work. It takes research. You go out on the internet, you have to find illustrations or videos, or you're reading a pattern, you don't understand the stitch. It certainly takes persistence uh, to, to knit some of the more intricate things. Now, there are those knitters who are just naturals, and they are naturally brilliant, and nothing seems to face them, and they seem to understand everything. But that's a natural, and there are always people who are natural at something, and that's a wonderful thing. You know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses and certain things that we have to work harder for and other things that come more naturally. The first pattern that I wrote, I called Country Kitty because it had the stars and stripes from that sock yarn on it. And um, I'm working on a second one now that I'm very excited about that I'm going to call Fruit Loops. And it's a cute little baby top. So, so far I've only written patterns for babies. And if you're interested in either pattern, you can go to my blog and I have photographs and pictures of all the latest stuff but um, I do want to branch out and design some some stuff for myself some adult stuff I'm not really sure what at the moment um, whether it be like a cardigan or a tank top which of course I love because they're sleeveless and a lot less knitting I don't know but um, I'm just having fun with it right now so speaking about some of the stuff I've finished lately I thought I would highlight a pattern, a baby pattern. After all, this is the baby, baby, baby show today. Um, it's called the Ribbed Baby Jacket by Debbie Bliss. I knit it in Blue Sky Alpaca's dyed cotton, just a pretty kettle dyed purple cotton, and it came out huge. It could definitely fit her when she's two, probably. And I'll put a link uh, in the podcast notes to the Ravelry Project page for my version of it. I love it. It's adorable. It was fun to knit. It was a clever design with very few seams. And it fits her now. Even though it's huge, she could definitely wear it this fall. I just think it's adorable. And it was just something that I finished that I loved. And I've been having a lot of success lately. It's funny because with the baby, if something's too big on her, you know, she'll grow into it. Where I'll finish something for myself and it's too big and, well, I may grow into it as well. But I don't want to grow into it. <laughs> um, that reminds me that I just finished a tank top more recently. Uh, it was pretty in pink uh, is the pattern name and it's a free pattern on a blog. And it fit fine when I finished knitting it. It was a little tiny bit big. It was a linen, silk, and rayon mix. It's called Natural Silk Erin by Rowan. And it grew when it hit water. And I don't know a lot about those particular fibers. I know more about wool. So maybe I shouldn't have gotten it wet. But it got really big. And it's two sizes too big for me now. And it just looks silly. And I did take some pictures but, you know, it was hard to take any that, that properly, like me and jeans, like from far away and not have it look like I was wearing a sack. I was really sad because I loved that yarn and I stash busted when I knit that. And it had been in my stash for a really long time. So I felt all good about having an FO, not only finishing something, but finishing something out of older yarn. So you never know how yarn is going to behave when it hits water. It can be kind of strange sometimes depending on the fiber. Fiber. Like, I don't know anything about like bamboo or soy and what that might do. And um, 
the little jacket for for BG, the purple one, the rib jacket. It's a free pattern by Debbie Bliss. I don't think a lot of people realize that the pattern's free. There's a link on the Ravelry Project page. Again, I'll put that in the show notes. And it's a PDF, like, down on the page. It's not necessarily one of the larger, better-known websites. Uh, it might Maybe it is a, a better-known UK site, but I hadn't seen it before. I, did, I wasn't familiar with it. But it's an adorable jacket, and if you're looking for a really simple, adorable knit for a child or baby, I, I, I would highly recommend it. It's knit out of bulky yarn. It's all stockinette. There's only a seam down the bottom sides and underneath the sleeves and it has a really big ribby collar so the hardest part would be picking up all the stitches as it says to which isn't too awful I mean I can usually kind of fudge that a little bit if I'm too short or too many that was the most difficult part it's just two by two ribbing really really easy knit and while I'm on the topic of a featured baby sweater you know usually in my podcast I have uh, uh, patterns that I feature and then uh, blogs that I feature, and I definitely will be doing that in future podcasts. I apologize if uh, the format is a little rough on this one or if my audio is at all uh, a little scruffy because this is my first one in a long while. So I'm just getting all the kinks worked back out and figuring out which room to podcast in and do I have the microphone at the right angle and did I remember to blow my nose before I started podcasting so I don't sound nasally? And no, I did not remember to blow my nose. <laughs> That's TMI, isn't it? So, okay. So we talked about a pattern. We talked about my knitting. We talked about where I am in life. Uh, all that is left, I think, for today is to talk about a pattern. And the pattern that I think is really cute is knit underwear out of yarn and this is not for babies <laughs> this is for adults there is the fiber monkey blog at fibermonkey.blogspot.com link will be in the show notes and she uh, had this wonderful quote from the yarn harlot in her blog and I thought it was really cute it says the sock yarn I found there was so lovely that if you had told me that angels flew it down from heaven twice a week to try and make up for poison ivy I would consider that a reasonable explanation. It is so beautiful and soft that I would not hesitate, except for the nagging concern that people would think I was a raving lunatic to knit it into underpants. And that's Stephanie Pearl McPhee from the Yarn Harlot, The Secret Life of a Knitter, that the Fiber Monkey quoted on the, on the top of her entry for these knitted underwear. And they look really cute. They look like real underwear. They have like trimming a pico, I don't know how you say that, sorry, pico edge at the top, and then they have a little bit of lining, like a trim almost, it looks like somehow she did around the sides, and they're in stockinette, and they're just really cute, they look like a bikini cut, <laughs> and they're knit out of sock yarn, um, I definitely would think you would want to use a merino if it's going to be, you know, uh, right on one's happy place as the fiber monkey describes it. I thought it was really cute, and it's a free pattern. Only comes in size extra large, but you can go down a needle size or use a finer yarn or even rewrite the pattern a little bit if you're brave enough. I don't think I'm quite brave enough to rewrite an underwear pattern just yet <laughs> with all that shaping for the increases and the decreases. So even if you don't want to knit knitted underwear, 
you can go check it out. The link will be in the show notes. So that's it for today's podcast. Again, I apologize if things were a little rough and things will always get better with time. I'll make sure that for the next podcast, I actually have an outline in show notes and that I have a formal blog to highlight and a formal pattern to highlight besides just kind of going off the cuff here. And thank you for listening. And for those of you who might actually still be subscribed in iTunes, I would be quite shocked if anyone was, but thank you if you are. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be back.